0: 5 on 3. Center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports.
1: What's up everyone? 5 on 3 is back, your hockey podcast here at WFV Sports. Lou Orlando joined for the second week in a row by Jack Warner and Chris Carino, so Glad to be
0: running back with you boys. Fellas, how are we doing? If the first week of us three wasn't entertaining enough, mm. you now have a second installment of Us Three Morons. Yeah. And I'm I'm
2: I'm really, truly ecstatic to be able to say that. Yeah, just to dictate my devotion and um just how keen in I am on the five on three just kind of whole saga. I really I put down my fortnight to be here. Wow. That man, wow if, especially
0: if, with all that's going on right now. If that
2: doesn't paint a picture for my dedication, not only for and that's, this we're show back to the old map, yeah. Man, I was right? saying, but also this station, time. I don't really don't know what will. But I'm happy to be here. The Metropolitan looks beautiful with the three local teams all the way at the top and the Rangers in front. Obviously some sad news we'll get into later. But all in all is good. Friday vibes. Good vibes. We'll, we'll get into our
1: locals. We'll do our lap around the pond in the NHL, I think. Yes. First, we have to start in the somber territory. Let's we, we, we should probably address this first. I know this is, at this point, somewhat old news, but Adam Johnson, 29-year-old, former player for the Pittsburgh Penguins, died in the AHL. sliced in the throat. Really just a horrible freak accident. And one of the worst outcomes you can ever possibly imagine. There's been a lot of discourse online. I think the thing I'm most interested about, and this has been the discussion that's kind of come out of it, is discussion on safety and equipment and whether or not we need to start seeing neck guards in the NHL. Our friend Matthew Bonté wrote a really cool article this week in the Fordham Ram, an overtime piece, uh, about neck guards and whether or not we're going to be seeing more of them. I think in the past, NHL players have been really reluctant to wear them, but we're seeing Newer technology, we're seeing better neck guards. TJ Oshi has a brand of neck guard that comes with like an Under Armour shirt that's you know tight fitting, really not that bulky, but protects protects your neck, protects incidents like this from happening. I'm kind of curious to see where you guys are on all this stuff.
0: Yeah, again, I don't think that you're ever gonna get a sort of um, rule or mandate out that'll fully force players to wear anything. I think eventually you are going to see, because of how horrifying of an incident this was and how much of a freak accident it was, I do think you're going to be able to see more and more people gradually shift into feeling more comfortable. But I think the, I, I think where you would see the biggest shift in players willingly moving over to wearing a neck guard is going to be once the... Right now, we kind of have the younger generation of players that are entering the league, right, and 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 kind of making the NHL what it is. And we're kind of witnessing similar phenomenons in the NHL and the NFL right now where a lot of our childhood, you know, idols that we grew up watching are starting to retire more and more. You know, right now, the, the two oldest guys in the league, Ovi and, and Sidney Crosby, well, not the two oldest guys in the league, but two of the oldest stars in the league, o, Ovi and Sidney Crosby. You know, I think once the older generation, who's been known to play hockey a certain way and with a certain style, and and that is without neck guards, I think that may be a harder you know group to sway into wearing them. But I do think that the young, I think this is a change that the younger generation of hockey is going to bring in.
2: Um, yeah, just on the Adam Johnson thing, the barre Scranton uh, penguin ceremony was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was especially nice to see that, especially right after the news. Kinda just gave a little bit of relief to some people that were really struggling with it. Um but just in a light just a lighter perspective on this, the way T J wears it, it's kinda sty. Like it's kinda yeah. Tough. Yeah. no, I like, think I it looks like it from and a that, style perspective. That, And that's
1: so so you know, Steve Dangle throughout I think probably like a day or two after it happened and there was some pretty intense discourse about the whole thing. Legitimately, like, hey, why don't you wear neck guards? Not being a jerk, but like, why do you choose? If you choose not to wear one, why don't you? And a lot of the responses, I, I think, were people that when they were growing up playing hockey, that neck guards were big and bulky and you couldn't look down the puck. It would catch your throat or would rip and tear your throat. That it's only been, I think, in the last five or so years that we've really seen these neck guards come out that like it's just part of an Under Armour thing. The TJ Oshie ones, right? They're slim fitting. They kind of just look like another Under Armour piece that you wear. They look now, cool. There are some. There are some big ones. You have some penguins. Some guys on the E I H L team that Adam Johnson was on that are wearing neck guards. And that interesting that that E I H L league has set a league wide mandate about neck guards that goes into place December thirty first. I do think right. This is an, an unprecedented incident, but I do think there are a couple things that you can look back on and maybe kind of apply to this scenario, I think the first thing is, right, the malarctic throat slicing. Obviously, he didn't die, but when he was in net for Buffalo, and that was kind of one of the big, like, oh, we need to improve hockey equipment. To this day, right, neck guards, even for goalies, aren't mandated, but almost every single goalie wears the dangling piece, and it's because they saw that incident, and pretty soon after, everyone realized, hey, we need to protect our neck. And I think the other one is, after that, there was a really, I forget who it was, but there was a really bad incident Maybe it was Taylor Hall who slipped. Like he got a, someone
0: got a wrist sliced. But he,
1: it, Evander King got his wrist sliced. That's but in in warmups, I think Taylor Hall got hit with a puck and I, or he slipped and fell on he, a head injury because he was skating around in warmups with no helmet. And the NHL grandfathered it in that you know if you come into the league now you can't wear a helmet you you can't not wear a helmet in warmups and there's a little bit of like a Yeah, even pay, though Bedard ran out there you, with you'll no helmet you pay a fine if you don't have to but it's something that's been grandfathered in. And I think when Bettman went and Pat McAfee a couple of days ago were talking about grandfathering in net guards, so that it becomes something that you know you don't think about, because all the way through when you're coming up now, a lot of these guys are wearing net guards when they're playing. You're using a lot more safety equipment, that carrying over some of that equipment, so that it's not like you get to the NHL and all that equipment goes away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that's also tough about this situation in particular is when it when it pertains to a something that you use in the sport that you need you need skates to play hockey mm-hmm. you need just like in there are other sports where a freak accident with the main object that you're playing with can kill you if you took if a pitcher takes a line drive off of the temple yeah you could die right and there's obviously there's no way to necessarily modify too heavily the actual objects that you use in the game that could eventually become dangerous under certain circumstances um, but at the end of the day, I'm really curious to see what the NHL does because, again, I'm in favor of, you know, some sort of mandating of net guards, but, again, I don't know if there's I, – I can't imagine what the pushback may be considering, like you said, even though there's becoming new and improved technology with regards to net guards, you also have people who have, you know – for a long time played without them, and it's a big it, It's a big change.
1: Uh, right. You see it, I think, when you look back at the old hockey clips and goalies were playing without helmets. That right. The more the game goes along, the safer it typically gets. I think that's the case for, you'd hope for most sports, right? We're hearing it with football about the, now we have better technology with helmets. There's supposed to be better technology than ever. We're more aware of concussions that, no matter what, in every single sport, there's a certain level of danger you're going to take into it. I think with hockey especially, you're flying around at fast speeds on ice with blades on your feet, right? Like, hockey is inherently dangerous. You're shooting a puck that's really hard around guys I would say hurt. it could be
0: the hardest, like like there's balls in other sports and then obviously a puck is not a yeah. ball. But in terms of the actual, if we'll just call it a ball in this scenario, of all of the, the balls that you can use in sports, Pucks have to be right. the arguably the hardest one. Like arguably the most dangerous one you can use. So
1: right, hockey's always gonna be dangerous. I think the conversation is yeah. how can we make our players as safe as possible without like wrapping them up in bubble wrap and right. hindering them from playing the game? And I think we're trending that way when you see players like TJ Oshie come out encouraging his teammates to wear it and coming up with better technology. But I think that's a conversation that will probably persist throughout the entire season. But obviously, thoughts and prayers with Adam Johnson's family.
0: I also just want to touch on one more thing before before we move on from this. One of the other unfortunate things that arose from this already heartbreaking scenario was the level of jackassery mm. that was seen on Twitter calling Matt Petgrave, the guy who hit Adam Johnson, a murderer. Yeah. I, now, I'm going to come out and say right now, I don't like the hit. No one likes the hit. It's weird that you ever see people's legs go up that high in hockey. That is very scary. Um, but before, when you have members of the very team that Adam Johnson played for coming out and having to say you people are threatening Adam Petgrave during a horrible time, and we stand with him, you guys should not be treating him this way. That is an incredibly damning, you know, sign that some people reacted to this very poorly. I understand that yeah. this is an upsetting, heart, it's it's heart shattering. I can't imagine something that you gave your entire life to. His, I heard his fiance was in the crowd, or his wife, I, I don't know if they were married, but his significant other was in the crowd. This is a horrifying, nightmarish, just, it's a horror movie. It's a scene out of a horror movie. Yeah. But at the same time, it's always the people who are the furthest removed from things that have the loudest voices <laughs> unapologetically. So all I'm saying is, I hate the hit, if, if, if the, hit, it, trust me, if that didn't fatally injure Adam Johnson and I'm Adam Johnson's teammate, I would have beat the living hell out of Matt Petgrave in the middle of the ice. I didn't like the hit, but you can't tell me that this isn't a horrendous, put yourself in Matt Petgrave's shoes. I'm not saying that he's the
2: victim here. That was what I was gonna piggyback on. People can't they have such trouble putting themselves in other people's shoes. Right. You don't even think about how traumatic for him it is. It's probably one of the most traumatic things ever. Who knows if he steps on a if he steps on ice again? I mean I, I don't think there's yeah. any shot he does. That's the one of the more traumatic things that can happen to you, period. Not even in sports, just in life. I just it, it would be hard to come back from. We go on this podcast a lot and we ask
1: people to be decent human beings about stuff I'd never have to I never thought I would have to ask people to do like, hey, don't set death threats to a guy that was just involved in one an incident that he's probably not going to be able to forget for the rest of his life. No, oh, Don't set death threats to him and his family.
0: It's going to it 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 just may ruin his his love, his favorite sport for the rest of his life. So, again, not the victim, but have some class cuz I haven't seen a whole lot of it on Twitter. So,
1: again, thoughts and prayers. We will move on. We'll get to our our local sports. And we'll start things off with the New York Rangers. And Jack, I was at this game. Mm-hmm. We played Maddie Vamonte's Carolina Hurricanes in all of their glory. Oh, my God. A gr- Maddie gritty. Maddie
2: <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes. A gritty 2 1 victory. No, that...
1: don't
0: say Maddie Vamonte's Hurricanes because then that leads me to like, like the Hurricanes. Maddie's awesome. I understand yeah. those are her Hurricanes. Maddie, yeah, but... that was a joke. No, no, no. I know. Oh, to I our, know.
1: To our listening audience, Maddie Vamonte despises the Carolina Hurricanes. Um,. The Carolina Hurricanes. You know what? So does every single Rangers fan in existence yeah. right now. Because that that win came at a cost. Injured in that game, Adam Fox, who has now been put on LTIR. Philip Hedl, the injury updates right now. So Fox on LTIR, which means out for ten games and at least twenty-four calendar days. Might be longer, but immediately put in the LTIR. Philip Hedl put on the IR, so he'll be out for at least seven games. Two key injuries. To this Rangers team that's been off to an 8-2 and two start, Igor Shosturkin banged up a little bit, probably not going to play tomorrow, Louis Domingue's been called up, so the Rangers get the win, they extend their winning streak to six games, they're one of the best teams in the NHL, but now they've just been ravaged in just a, just a brutal game.
0: Right, and what Adam Fox has accomplished and his value to the team, that's obvious. We don't need to explain how good of a player that the Rangers lost last night for however knows long, but... The part that kind of freaks me out right now the most for the Rangers specifically is the combination of losing Fox and Hedal. If you look at it just at its most simplest form, you're losing two point contributors. And what I mean by that is Adam Fox has been a walking a walking point since the season mm-hmm. has started. He's arguably one of the best defense, if not the best defenseman in the NHL. He's one of the best. He's created a lot of points for the Rangers this year. And on top of that, Hedal has been at the forefront of creating a lot of opportunities to score. He's been great in terms of assists. He's been somebody who has created, like I said, a lot of high pressure opportunities and is always feeding somebody into some sort of, you know, great opportunity. So when you have a team like the Rangers who, as of the last few games, yes, have looked phenomenal, but not so much at five on five, losing two people who are just raw point producers – is a really scary thought because again we were talking about it in in a little Rangers report we did the other day that you know they've been phenomenal on the power play and that's been fun to watch seeing them seeing them you know score with the man advantage but when it comes time and they're full strength at 5 on 5 yes they've they've maybe held their own but they haven't been the same exciting team that they've been when they're on the man advantage so seeing two point creators like that go down is really scary.
2: Yeah, it's just, when we were talking about it in the hallway, the word's deflating. It's just extremely deflating. This is a really, really, really good hockey team. Six-game win streak. They just look... Just as sharp as I think they've looked in maybe two years. Maybe when we go back to the playoffs last year, I they mean, just,
1: heck, they look like a Stanley Cup team right now. Let's call it like it they, is, right?
2: Yeah, and it's it's almost it's almost uh, scary to say that because the circumstances we're in now. But even a guy like Keandre Miller too, he has a seven plus minus. Like he's just been an absolute monster. Mm. Just seems like the Rangers play really well when he's on the ice. And even Panarin, you know, we haven't even talked about him. Sixteen points in ten games. <laughs> just an absolute machine. But it's just deflating. And especially, I mean, I don't know if you hit Patty Kane's line now. You're just like, hey, we need a little, some points. What are you doing right now? That could be interesting, but yeah, it's just losing Fox and Hedl, specifically in the assist category, it just it seems like those guys fill up the statue with assists, and it's, it's just deflating, especially for Fox, who I think morally might be the captain of this team, if we weren't counting, you know, Jacob Truba, I think he could definitely be wearing the C, and maybe one day we'll wear the C, hopefully, um, but it's just, yeah, it's really deflating, and it, we, also, the uncertainty of it all is another aspect that makes it, you know, just as deflating. You know, no, we were speculating maybe this is a year-long injury for Adam Fox. We don't know. That could be it could end the season. It's one of those guys, we were saying it also in the hallway, where this team is so good and so well rounded, but he's one of those players where he goes out and it's just like, oh, the season's over. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I mean, they're they're right. There are a select few guys where you go, if they get hurt, I don't know what we're gonna do. I think it's a short list, and Adam Fox is undoubtedly on that list not to knock a guy like Filipino, because I am I'm a huge Filipino fan (laughs) but like you can get over a Filipino injury you can get over a Vincent Trocek injury very tough to get over an Adam Fox injury because it affects so much right he's one of your best defensemen he's uh, a point per game guy can be and I mean really is I think the heart and soul of that power play the guy that makes it tick and I think you see a little bit when after he goes out that power play doesn't score a goal, and it looks different. Eric Gustafson has been a guy that's been on PP1s. Even Laviolette talked about it at the end of the game. Like, listen, Gus has PP1 experience really throughout his entire career. He's a guy that can play the point with ease. But he's not Adam Fox. No one is, right? So to lose Adam Fox, it affects so much. Philip Heedle has been a guy that's centered this, the, I think, the best line so far that we've seen for the Rangers, that French toast line. Mm-hmm. Panarin lafreniere Hito. He's heel has been at the center of it. We've seen him playmake. Yes, the scoring I think has been a little bit down from him but no, he's been electric at part of that line where it's like well all of a sudden now these lines are going to get jumbled up like you think Trocheck slides up you know who's we're probably going to see some Zach Jones now in the third line with Schneider like things are going to look different and it really takes a seam out of a Rangers team that's about as red-hot as you can be.
2: Yeah, and Lou, this is where you see if it's a Stanley Cup team. When they face this much adversity, I mean, a lot more adversity than maybe the boys were hoping for. But if you're in this spot and this type of adversity is around you, and you could push through that and man the storm, that's a hell of a hockey team. So it'll definitely be a test for sure.
1: I am formerly issuing my request that the carolina hurricanes get banned from the nhl permanently yeah i really (laughs) i really no, but i didn't i really
0: didn't like what i saw last night and i'm not i don't want to sound sensitive i don't want to sound biased towards the team that i report for but there were four different rangers that got hit in the face with sticks last night one only one of them was actually a follow-through that that was uh yeah that was a follow-through so i like okay take one away Still, doesn't matter. Friendly fire. You had four different. Yeah, the, exactly.
1: The Trochek one was ridiculous. It was right? ridiculous. When Kak and Yemi got him in the face off. Oh, my at God. At a
0: face off. And then they. And no, call. I loved absolutely nothing done about it. But no, um, I really didn't like what I saw last night. And I also, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't appreciate the entitlement from Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, let's because, talk about this. Because, let's get into this. Right. Because here's why. Like, look, I understand that at the end of the day, like, fighting is pseudo encouraged that like the fans love it the refs let it happen so they can not get themselves punched before they break them up I understand that it's a, there's a really fun relationship with fighting and hockey and I understand that yes sometimes people may not want to absolutely th- throw themselves into that but when you're willing to get physical and you understand you know he's been in the league long enough to where he understands that certain hits and certain actions on the rink on the ice, excuse me, come with you know, they come with consequences or they come with being met with another player. And to be that physical. And honestly, it's funny I even say to be that physical. The only reason it's physical is because Fox got hurt. Honestly, it was kind of weak in my opinion. It was it, it was basically like tripping him. He threw his knee out into him to catch him and get him to fall. It was it was it was weak. And there's clearly an upset Rangers team that's trying to get at you and you want to play the victim and be upset that you're being targeted after you took one of their best players down. Spare me the tears. I want none of it. I was trying not to puke in front of the TV last night.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there's a level of gravity to that situation where you kind of need to be aware. I mean, it's it's the, it's you know it's night and day from the situation we opened the show with, but I think there's a level of entitlement you need to have and just accountability for that kind of situation that I think entitlement just comes off so terribly and I don't even think so I, I, I don't even mind Sebastian Ajo too much I don't think he's that terrible well no that's the thing is going into this I, I didn't exactly. have any personal gripes yeah. with him it's more of
0: a like if you're gonna give it take it like yeah. you saw last night you know what Lafreniere was trying to pick fights with everybody last night. I've never seen Lafreniere like that, that mad too. before I loved it mm-hmm. but here's the thing if, if Lafreniere got punched right in the face and Took you know went down. I would have said he deserved it because he was yeah. asking for it. He was instigating it. You know Similar he knew what Sebastian. he was. He knew what he was signing up for. When you have Aho throwing cheap hits out at people, and then you know skating away and getting upset when he's getting confronted about it. Spare me the, Like I said, spare me the tears. That's and with BS. hindsight,
2: I don't think I don't think he'd get as annoyed with hindsight, knowing the injuries now and knowing where the perspective of is for the Rangers. I think he would be a little more. He would get it. I think. Yeah. I mean, right? Like Truba's quote, I think is so spot
1: on that, like, cause, right? Because is a guy that lays out big hits. That he was like, you know, when people get mad at me for stuff like that, I usually have to fight about it. It's Crazy that you know, Aho didn't feel the same way. Like, I think Truba's right on. It's it's one of the best ways you could ever call that out was a player.
0: that was the most to me that was the most polite way of calling someone a wuss. It's I've very Jacob it Truba. It was awesome. Uh, it is no, so, it's it's
1: so, Jacob so that's very captain like. It's I,
2: very Jacob Trubiz.
1: I I do want to I do want to address because I think there was some dialogue about whether or not it was a dirty hit because there's the one close-up where it looks like Fox extends his leg and, you know, initiates the contact with Aho. But Mike Rupp posted the full video, and I think he has the best breakdown of it where Fox doesn't have the puck. Caroline is playing man-to-man. Ajo comes up and challenges Fox and is clearly right. trying to initiate contact. And what Fox does is he plants and tries to push off to the side to skirt by Aho. And that act of trying to push past Ajo, because Ajo's already initiating the contact, brings him in knee-to-knee with Sebastian Aho. So it should be interference. The puck's nowhere. Puck's in the corner. That's what, yeah. So there's, nowhere, there's no reason for that level, for that, that play in that type of context. I think that's why Rangers fans can be really upset with Sebastian Aho.
0: Right. And, I, I mean, again, I hate people who... who... Cry for for calls, but I and and uh, trust me, the Canes spent plenty of time in the penalty box last night. Like there was a you know there were several missed power play opportunities after obviously cashing in on the first one. But I also again I I really didn't I didn't think that the Rangers got much justice for last night either because like I said between four players taking sticks to the face except the victory except <laughs> that uh, you know what Not even You're, that right. <laughs> How how good do you fe- if you're a Rangers fan?
1: How good do you feel about the victory right now? I mean, it would suck a lot more if they lost. Yeah. obviously, that's more. What but it I'm is. yeah. I mean, like
0: if there were, here's how I would look at it. If there were more, I'm not even gonna say further in the season because that's obvious. Because also, further in the season would mean you're definitely no. Mm-hmm. There's no time left for Fox to come back. You, you at least you don't know, but yes, further in the season would be worse because of obviously injury timelines. But like further in the season, would obviously maybe have you feel a little happier about the win because there could arguably arguably more. be more metro division repercussions. Just means more in general, you know what I'm saying? So like there could you never know what the scenario could yeah. be by then where there's more repercussions to a, con, a, a division win like that. But I feel like this early in the season, it just felt like such a waste. Like it was like that was a game that we were all looking forward to watching because you know the Canes are a great team. And you know, were came into that game winning three straight. They're you know, we, a fine team. We, we spent we spent last yeah exactly it's
1: supposed to be a great team. They right, played like it. But we
0: spent last week you know clowning them on last episode, and then they they must have listened to the episode because they've won three straight and have been and tra- have looked fantastic. Tried to hurt the Ranger roster, right? And yeah. tried to hurt every player that we care about. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, they really did. If
1: you if you think about it, they really did. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, but
0: no, I just. It, I feel like last night was – thank God they – the way I look at it is thank God they won. Yeah. Oh, all of the, mean, because all of that happening and a loss would they, just If add. they
1: lost, you wouldn't see me today. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think with that, we'll shift topics a little bit. We'll keep tabs on the Rangers. I think maybe you can expect an injury update in the next couple of days, something official on Fox or Hill. I'm not sure, though, because ho- in hockey especially, they're pretty secretive about One injuries. One more thing. So I don't know if we'll get an update.
0: Official, like, five-on-three statement, the Carolina Hurricanes, like – Definitely supported the Berlin Wall. I just want to put that out there. Just want to put that out there.
1: Yeah, the Hurricanes, bad bad team. Hurricanes, bad team, bad organization. They laughed at the end cheaters. Of, they never, la- cheaters they, never win.
0: They laughed at the end of Marley and me. <laughs> I, I, I straight up, yeah, straight up. Like I can keep going. I'm not. I going would lo- if you want to. I, I mean. <sighs> Um, I mean, put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's safe for arrows, but that well, way. no, that's the thing. It's that's that's the that's the difficult component. I mean,
2: you think and it? We'll do some more riffing at yeah, the end. No, that's fine. That's, well, that that well, storm horn well, sucks. It's it's terrible. It does. It sucks. My
1: my favorite hurricanes joke is that when they lose, they just become like a light, just like a light pitter patter of rain. No, it's not no, a tropical really storm. This like a light light drizzle. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. That's what that that's all they. Uh, what I might do it it might become a bit in this. Uh, In this episode today, the further we get, I may cut you off mid sentence with. with.
2: Oh, oh, one more thing. Feel free. Just a little roast. Naming just in general, naming your team after something that ravishes your regional area. Oh, I've been on this, dude. It's, it's very crazy. strange. It's very weird. I don't know. And especially there's like the warning flags on that like reverse retro they it's originally. Crazy. Oh yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's crazy. like I don't it's really nuts, understand. Dude. Like what are we going for here? I don't really understand. But yeah, that was that was my. Well, last I, thing.
1: they're they're living they're living up to their name. They're causing yeah. wake yeah. in their path. That's they're, like very true. You can't right argue now. about that. Uh, the Devils. How about how about the Devils? I think we were a little a little harsh on them last week. I think they just come off that that loss of the Caps. They've put together three straight wins. Chris, I'm gonna reference the conversation we had in the hallway one more time. It's not like they've necessarily tightened up all of their defensive yeah. and or goalie issues, but they're outscoring other teams, and that's kind of what we expect the New Jersey Devils to do. You look at the last four, the last three games: a five four win against the Sabers, four three against the Wild, and then five three against the Wild. Right. So, they're getting their goals yeah. in the back of the net, and that's kind of all that matters.
2: Yeah, it's a three-game win streak that they've given up ten goals in. It's very, it's a very interesting <laughs> kind of vibe that they have right now. It's
1: not Rangers hockey, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not Ranger hockey. 1-3-1,
2: one, one, baby. Yeah, Rangers have only had three games this year where they've given up more than a goal. But I do think when I listened to Lindy Ruff post-game in, when I was there for the Capital game when this win streak started, really stressed about how just disappointed and angry he was about the defense and how teams are basically just skating through them and scoring and how it was really becoming an issue. And then when you watch these games, they've been winning, but that hasn't been amended. They're still kind of playing as bad defensively as they always been. We talked about Graves and Severson leaving and you know, the holes that you had to fill with those kind of absences, but it's still it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of situation they find themselves in because of how good they are, too. I mean, Jack Hughes, 20 points in nine games. That's just That doesn't even seem real. It seems like you have NHL 24 on semi-pro. You know what I mean? It's just a weird—it's insane. I mean, it's a they, weird vibe. They've got two of the top three scores in the NHL. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I also had a trip to The Rock not too long ago. I filled yeah. in because I, I guess you and Burley had better things to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and— <laughs> Care to address that?
2: Um, Friday night against the Sabres, where were you? <laughs> Where's Chris Carino? I had a Ranger game to watch. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Because okay, I, walk, I,
0: I walked back into my apartment at three in the morning. That's Actually, true. not three in the morning, probably two. Two. two, it's, it's, two in it's, a it's a late night. Ni- it's a nightmare getting back from the The Rock night. is it's a late night. Well, the trip's not even that bad. It was that all the trains were delayed. That was the problem. Mm. But anyway, my point right. being, that game that I covered against the Buffalo Sabres was one, arguably the craziest live hockey game I've ever watched in my life. I forgot how good that game was. So five to four was your final and, and just, I had the capital game too which was, also which, was, was crazy. which was ridiculous yeah. like actually what was funny was I said in my post game report of the um I said in my post game report of the Devils Sabres game that it was much like the only difference between that game and the Devils Capitals game was that the Devils finish on the right side of history that was yeah. the quote that I used yeah um no so look you have a Devils team that hasn't scored they've they haven't scored less than 4 goals or less than 3 goals in a game this season which is ridiculous also, they have – but here's the problem. They also only once have given up two goals. They haven't given up less than two goals once. They haven't given up one or a shutout yet. That has not happened. There's it, There's been a lot of threes, fours, and fives put up on this Devils team. And the weird thing about it is it's remained consistent since the start of the season. I understand that this isn't that far. – we're not that far into the season. But a trend like this that is very – giving up a lot and scoring a lot. 9 games is honestly kind of freakishly long for that to carry but, on. And, yeah, and definitely. He, but
1: here's here's what I'll I'll give you is that I don't their offense is that good. So it's not like that's unsustainable. I don't think that winning like oh, that right. is unsustainable and honestly the Devils don't need to play perfect defense, right? right. The Devils don't even need to play good defense. I think l- let's look back at you know, some of the teams that have been some of the best in the league recently. Edmonton's the obvious one when you talk about a team that's all offense, no defense, you don't really want to mile yourself after Edmonton. Right. But even like Colorado's big year, Colorado wasn't the best defensive team. They were better than Jersey. They came a
2: car too. Yeah. Helps. They're,
1: listen, they're they're definitely better defensively, but Colorado was a team that operated on a high powering offense and really won a cup from that and Darcy Camper stepped up in the playoffs. We right. talk about goalies step up in a big spot. Like you can out, i i do think that especially in this modern nhl i think you can out offense people to get into deep playoff runs and then at a certain point you're going to have to stiffen up defensively but this team can at least in the regular season dominate with right high
0: but offense. but here but here's the thing i think offensively right i absolutely agree with you that their level of play right now is sustainable but if you look at the offensive performance that we've seen so far nine games in compared to the defensive performance that we've seen so far nine games in right I think in, what we've been seeing out of the Devils like I said is a lot of 3s, 4s and 5s. They they literally score constantly. Mm. So an off night for the Devils offense is isn't a shutout. It's yeah. one or, one or two goals, right? As long as you finish the game with more goals than the other you know.
2: That's the name of the game. But that's here's, hockey, baby. But
0: here's the problem. If this is the consist like that's what I said is an off night for the offense. If work if this is the consistent product that you're seeing defensively I don't even want to know what an off night for the defense is, unless they, all these are, are off nights.
2: Capitals was a pretty off night. That's a that's what I'm saying. Five is bad against the Capitals. Right. Six. 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 Six, Yeah, of like, course. Like the Ovechkin open header.
1: I like. I think you can expect this team to give up three goals a
2: game easily, and it's all right. You're gonna have to like, score three easily. or four, and that team can also easily score three or four. Like this team holding a team to no goals in an entire period is like that's a that's a like very a large achievement. It's a very large achievement. Yeah, like we,
1: we talked about it a little bit last week like it, it part of it is a product I think of the style that they play like we give a lot of credit to what the Rangers are doing right now defensively cuz it feels like all right you know they're getting some offense but they're playing really good defense but that's cuz they're going all in on Laviolette's 1-3-1 one, one system which is like Kind of similar to the way the Islanders used to play a few years ago when they were when Biz called them a boring hockey team because they would just win two one games. Like that's kind of where the Rangers are treading. Where it's you know a lot of very really defensively conscious and hey let's let's be a little careful. Let's clog up the neutral zone. That's not really the devils, right? The devils are going to try and break away. They're going to try and play fast. They're going to give stuff back on the other end, and that's that's the trip that well, you have.
0: And all of the all of the goals scored by the Sabers in the game that I were what I was at was very backdoor mm-hmm. catching them sleeping type goals. It was very point blank. Oh, you score one, I'm going to score one right back yeah. kind of goals. So it was a lot of it. There were there were actually multiple goals against that the, the Sabers scored last Friday that were a direct result of the Devils being really aggressive on defense, but that resulting in somebody having a a good look right in front of the net or being camped out or being there for the rebound. And
2: that aggressiveness comes from overcompensating and maybe them having a lack of trust in how good their defense really is in in general.
1: New Jersey Devils play tonight against St. Louis at 8 p.m. We'll close that with our last local team. Technically on a win streak, if you consider one game a winning streak, they won their last game. (laughs) They're in the win column. They're in the win column. Uh, we've got some things to address.
2: Uh, Ended a win streak. Ended a win streak. That's big. Uh, they did end a win streak. The streak slayers.
1: We got some things to address. I haven't planned this at all, but we're gonna see if we can get Nick Palmer on the line. Let's let's give our boy Nick Palmer a ring and put him on speaker and see. Oh dear See God. if we can get
2: him to talk about some some New York Islanders. This is as deflating as Adam Fox if he doesn't. We'll see answer. see he answers. That would be really. De- that'd be as deflating as the Adam Fox news. It's great content
1: either way. If Nick Palmer doesn't answer. Nick Palmer, you're on five on three right now. We're live. Nick, you are on five on three right so, now. So keep man. it PG. I'm on five on three. You're on five yes, on three You're on five on three. Act- actively recording. We just got to the Islanders segment. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm
3: doing excellent.
1: I'm, this is this is unexpected, but uh, yeah, I, I ha I didn't tell you that I was planning this at all. Uh did you see Stefan's tweet the other day where he said Matt Barzal hasn't looked like himself for the last few games? That's, I did see that. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, man?
3: What are my thoughts on Matt Barzell? This is an interesting question. I, I I will I will give him the benefit of the doubt. And this is it's difficult to do that with Matt Barzell because he plays differently than anyone else in the National Hockey League, which requires the people he plays with to also play differently. This is why I think, you know. He was having a couple of those issues early in the year where it was like, you know, Holmstrom's not playing well with him. Oh, Horvat is struggling with him. So in I think that Lambert has the right approach in saying, all right, yeah, we obviously need him on our first line, but what we're going to do is we're going to move him around. He's played left wing, center, and right wing all this year. So, you know what, I think it's just a matter of Barzell getting comfortable, and I have full faith in him that he will return to production
1: so you're not yeah. you're not worried about one goal through nine games. I was about to say. I'm not worried about one goal. For, if you will remember last year, Matt
3: did not score a goal until
1: the nineteenth game of the season. Oh, I forgot about that. That did. That's true. How about uh? How about on the other side of the spectrum? How about Varlamov, man? Man, Varlamov has looked fantastic. I mean,
3: I, I, you know, people are people are shocked, but I'm not at all. I mean, everyone knows he's he would be a starting goaltender on just about any other team that he played on. So, you know, this doesn't shock me. What does shock me, I know you guys probably already talked about Jonathan Quick.
1: Um, but we act- <laughs> Oh, my God, we suck at our job. We, we haven't at all. We haven't at all, actually. All right, guys, I'm, I'm going to
3: let you get on that, and I expect some excellent remarks from my boy.
1: We will. But, you know, yeah. I, yeah uh, what about, uh? here's my thing. Why does mm-hmm. Varlamov look so much better than Ilya Roken right now? Now, I'm a little that's concerned. Not, that's, that's, that's... You don't think so? All right.
0: All Sorry? Right. So I'm no, poking the bear a little bit. The, you, yeah, you better be poking the bear a little bit
3: because the game that uh, Sorokin gave up five goals, I mean, he was left out to dry. Yeah. I, least,
0: like I, a lot of them. I think Matt Martin said something about that after the game
3: where he was like, yeah, man, we've we've not been helping out our boy Ilya.
0: I mean, um, yeah,
1: but he, I'll, I'll give of credit. Even in that shutout, like, Capitals got their chances.
0: I mean Oh they definitely got their chance. Oh, that was yeah, about as bad as a three oh lot win has ever looked.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. All
0: right.
1: Uh, do you do you have any other thoughts for myself, Chris Carino, Jack Warner?
3: Hey. Um, this is a great group. Isn't and,
1: uh, it? I guess I guess my only thought left is that I will uh see you guys tonight. Oh Ooh. that's not correct at all. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna see you tonight? I man. won't I won't be there.
2: Wait what? All right. Well,
1: you know what? Chris Greener will be there.
2: I'll be there, Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, did we lose him? You there, buddy? Yeah, you there? are you?
1: Maybe he's not. This has been a fantastic. By the way, can I just walk one of those Nick comments? I,
2: oh, oh, he's still he's here. Back. Hold on. Oh, Hold back. on. He's, he's back.
1: You're here. Season's back on. Oh. No, it's not. Wi-Fi in the studio sucks. Nick,
2: I love you. If you can hear me, say your goodbyes. We to love Kong. you so much. Bye, Nick. Love you. Um, what I was gonna say, one of his comments he made. I don't care how long ago 2014 was. Jonathan Quick will never be my boy. You know what I mean? That's, That's a fair point. It's a little too much. My well, boy a, is a bit. he's an LA guy, so it makes sense. No, of course. Now, no. he was trying to he was trying to impartialize that on all of us, and I didn't like it. Right, but you know what? If if as I'm on my it, uh, English teacher lose mom, he'll sure. be swag. You know what? He 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 took a cup away from you guys,
0: but he's gonna give us one back. I was gonna say if you get your first one since '94, then at all is forgiven. Then alls for he better become your boy. Can't even
2: think about it when I this whole Adam Fox situation has my head in disarray.
0: Yeah, I know it's 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 awful. It's but
2: um, one thing <laughs> yeah. I one
0: thing that I did want to add on to what Nick was saying about Barzal because I don't want to be too nice because I I again this is the National well, Hockey League. This is Mitch, the highest so, level. To, of to pull
1: back the court curtain, Nick's almost always gonna show faith in Matt Barzal. I very rarely heard him be like, I'm worried about Matt Barzal.
0: Well, no, but I was gonna agree with Nick. Yeah, that okay. Okay. that I I hope people aren't forgetting the fact that this is he didn't he basically didn't have a full second half of the season last year. He returned from injury in the playoffs into a series against the Carolina Hurricanes, where he played well in. But again, he re-entered play after a decently long hiatus from injury. And now this is basically his first like regular season hockey back since that injury. Mm-hmm. So there's there's got to be we haven't seen a ton of Matt Barzal hockey
2: in recent memory. Can I drop a hot take? Drop it. The the great area of Long Island sees no playoff hockey this year. Hot I don't take. know. That's a hot take at all. Really, I think where I they are right now. Bulls, I think where they are right now, and especially because it's not even their best hockey. I think that's a bit of a hot take. Yeah, I mean, listen. You when you have, I think we have this conversation a lot. You have a goalie like
1: Sorogan. Anything he's captain just about any game, and uh, also this. Team... I just that the Eastern Conference has a lot of good teams in the mix. It yeah, a it's lot of very competitive. I'm high on Detroit. I still believe, but in also Buffalo. tell me, tell Roll me, wings. tell
0: me at at what point in the season were the Islanders considered like an elite team last season, mm. and they made the playoffs? They're gonna st- they're team... gonna stick
1: around. And I think it's just about whether or not someone takes off. Like I don't think that the Islanders are gonna run away
0: with a Wild.
2: Remember, spot. remember the so I... it's can they stick around?
0: Remember the Islanders playoff. You know, birth last year came down to game eighty-two. They got bailed. they, they had got to win. bailed
2: out because
1: Pittsburgh lost to what? Philly? Yeah. yeah. Bales, Bales or no? P- was B- it
2: Philly or was it the? It was Summit. They also didn't play a home game until like February at some point. Like that's p- it's a problem.
1: Pittsburgh lost to like Montreal. It was a bad. It was a bad. They, loss they lost to one whatever the worst team in the league. And that's how, that's why they didn't make the playoffs, and why the Islanders had a chance and to slide and in. A game. And the
0: Islanders year? and the Islanders clinched it in Game eighty two yeah. against the Montreal Canadians. Weird
2: circumstances, though. I almost say, I almost thought that said more about their character that they snuck into the playoffs last year with everything going around with their team. I mean, yeah, they
0: had a pretty impressive
1: second half, and they were able to get themselves back into the convo. But yeah, no I, playoffs in Long Island. I kind of joked about Elias Roken. I still believe he is one of, if not the best, goalies in the National Hockey League. But I do think we have to give our flowers to Varlamov. Second amongst NHL goaltenders with 7.12 goals saved above average. He's looked phenomenal. His expected goals allowed is 12. He's allowed three. So, Volomov's doing a heck of a job in that. You mentioned it behind behind the board in the studio. Noah Dobson. Off oh to a rem- I mean, the Metro's got some guys that are off to some really hot starts. Panarin, 10 game point streak. Yeah. Hughes and Bradder are the top of the league in points. And Noah Dobson is really balling out right
0: now. Yeah, no. I mean, especially a team like that, that again can be so depends on the day in terms of scoring and in terms of. Providing any sort of support for Elias Sorokin, like we were talking about, getting a performance out of you know, like you've been getting in the first nine games from Noah Dobson. I mean, he's been absolutely lights out.
2: Hughes is the uh, twenty points in nine games is just like that's so ridiculous. Yeah, but he doesn't have an active point streak like Panarin. That's games, also Baden. true, and maybe that's more. And impressive. he doesn't.
0: And he doesn't think that mayonnaise is spicy like the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I agree, but also Jack Hughes could be a very rich man soon. Very, 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 very he's They might reason gi- it goes back. They might give him the rights to the present Jack Hughes. Center. Handsome guy. Handsome devil. Handsome boy. Handsome boy. Not like he still has a boyish He's got boyish quality kind of thing Sam going Hardman. on. That's a handsome He's growing the beard back.
1: Did yeah. you see that? That's it's November. That's big time. I'm pissed at Sebastian Ajo, Hot guy.
2: <laughs> I'm angry. I'm angry with him. Hot guy. They have a stall, brother. We said this last they episode. Do a, they do have a They're stall. They're all handsome. Every single one. I think Jesper Foss is just the cutest little guy ever. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> now it's time for... Re- what? What?
2: And Adam Fox looks like what? Buzz Lightyear.
1: How are you
0: going to do your boy Adam like that? What? Huh? Yeah. It's uh, Jesper Foss. Yeah. Just, just you think? any compliment going towards any any Carolina. I guess we right didn't do anything. I'm just also kid, I, I, He might, he I, might I, hurt. I, I, that's friendly I'm, I'm, fire. I'm just,
2: I'm just kidding. I kidding. have a special heart, in my pl- a special place in my heart for people like Brady Shea. Brady Shay's and, and yeah, yes, not Tony, not Tony D'Angelo. Not Tony D'Angelo. Not, that's Tony the D'Angelo. thing that I was gonna
0: say is that that was literally <laughs> Tony, the New York Rangers retirement home. In, Tony, in, Sian- yeah. in, Tony in,
1: D'Angelo supports the Fordham advising staff. I have a brief.
0: You're
2: out of pocket. For yeah, that well, uh, I have a stitched with bad. fighting strap Brady Shea Ranger jersey. Just want to throw wow. that out there. really, just because the name, just because he was the man. Just I'm to throw that, out. A,
1: there. I never got myself a Zuccarello jersey, and that's a crime. Do you Oof. remember when should have gotten or a Haglin? Have we ever? What one. what are our favorite hockey jerseys you've ever had? It's a good question. Well, I mean, I've only had. Uh, Technically, I've only had once. My
0: meek I've only really? had I've only had Man. one in my life. When I was a little kid, really? I had I had a, a hand me down, and it was just like a Rangers sweater, jersey, but no name or number on the back. It was All literally just, it was just a little kid
1: off the air there is a Martin Brodeur jersey in my closet. Oh. I don't claim it. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that is Treza atrocious. That is hey, I, a, a, I, I won't lie, I'm a Martin Brodeur fan. I so a, I guess I have two. No, that's ro- not a bad player. In his, his rookie
2: season, I did buy a Jimmy Vc jersey. That did happen. That's, that that that's happened. The, it, that's happened. it happened. By that the way, happened. if that's you're ever one.
0: if you're ever out in the streets and you see James Burley, just ask him what Devils <laughs> fans call Rick Nash. That's for another time. That's for another time. <laughs> wow. for another time. Um, Can't be great. Can I just ask a quick question? Do you guys remember when Adam Sandler made that movie where he played the guy and the girl Jack and Jill it's, yes. like of, it's like one of the Worst of It's actually like One of the worst movies In recorded history Al Pacino's
2: Duncan commercial Oh one of the best Terrible. bits From that movie
0: um, like that. I heard that the Carolina Hurricanes Watch that on flights As a team Like It's like their favorite movie Like, like religiously Regularly Yeah you like religiously so? they, they, lo- they watch it on flights For road games They, they watch Jack and Jill All really the time
2: They really buy into Just being the worst
0: Yeah they suck Interesting I have sources That that told me that Also it's could so you tiny. be reported for
2: the devils The other night yes. Just wanted to bring this up As a side that Potvin sucks thing that they do. Oh my god, it's great! It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it, like, it's the worst thing. Have you do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, the Devils do it. The Devils, they do like someone will do the Potvin sucks whistle, and then they'll say Rangers suck. Oh, hey, yeah, that's they, all were doing, about they, they were oh, doing They were doing sucks. it.
0: They were doing it all throughout the night. And but, it, it's
2: the most little brother thing I think I've ever seen. But it,
0: it it's it's funny when you're like at a random point in the game and you yeah. don't anticipate it, and then all of a sudden you just hear Potvin. And sauce. they're
2: playing the Sabers. It's like, what do we what do we do? Yeah Let's do a little It's kind of like when the... Can you imagine if the Rangers in the garden Were chanting about the devils randomly That would never happen Or like when we, th- Yeah we're just Or like we're when not, the ya- We're not about Or that.
0: when the Yankees do like F Altuve ch- uh, chants on like a Tuesday night Against the Tigers
2: Yeah it's not It's just not a good look Just shows superiority <laughs>
0: He doesn't even know what to say I y- You're right
1: Am I wrong? You know you're spot on Thank you Shall we do a quick little lap around the pond?
0: Uh If we shall Whether we shall Let's start with I hope the Canes fall through the ice my... On the My <laughs>
1: Me too, man. <laughs> uh, let's start with, my goodness, the San Jose Sharks are a bad hockey team. 10 nothing loss to yeah. Vancouver. They have yet to win a game. <laughs> Until San Jose got the goal at the end to cut it to 10-1, <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver had tied San Jose's season goal mark. San Jose had 10 goals going into that one. Vancouver put up 10 in the game.
2: Brian Raybacks was dialed in from what I heard. Brian Raybacks was locked into that game from start to finish. Uh, they're almost beautifully terrible. Like, almost, it's almost like art how bad they are. Like, Oops. it's almost it's almost like it's it's infatuated. I, I'm starting to buy into the fact that, like, a good AHL team.
0: Maybe. who Maybe an who, OHL team. Who who's going to be the that. first team to lose to them? Lou and I were having, we having this conversation. We were having this I'm conversation. I'm curious to see where night. your head's at. Like, I just have, a, like, a weird feeling it's going to be There's a decent team. There's going to be a good team that loses team. That. It's going to
2: be, like, the Dallas Stars. <laughs> it's going to be the Bruins. Not Did you say that yesterday? Well, I'm a Bruins fan, so yeah. I was like, watch it be the Bruins. I could just, just from last year and the choking of the whole play, the whole how the playoffs went down, I could just see when it happen. This happen. For I'm me, say. in it, the Cow Palace. For
1: me, it's the Islanders, and it's so obvious. Like, the Islanders <laughs> lose, a, lose a game to the San Jose it's so Shrek's obvious. <laughs>
2: to me, that's so obvious. Do they still play in the Cow Palace? I think that's what it's called in I don't, San Jose. I don't know. Oh wow,
0: the Sharks play the Bruins on November 30th at, in Boston. That's Uh-oh. a loss. But
2: the problem but <laughs>
0: That's that's a 3-2 loss. But here's the problem, there's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12. No, there's 11 games between now and then. I'm talking about the first who's the first win for the Sharks? Do they okay. do they lose 11 straight can after look, this can one? I look at the schedule. Do they go do they go All right, do you want me to read it to you? I prefer you not. I think that's bad radio. <laughs>
1: you you just riff while I look up the sch- with I look up the schedule the reason, on my yeah, bad Wi Fi because this up. is
2: better radio. Like, I
0: hope that I hope that uh, um, Sebastian Ajo steps on Lego bricks when he wakes up in the middle of the night.
2: Like no I longer think. called the Cow Palace, in case anyone was oh, waiting on their seat. There was a lot of really a gra- lot of really good Grateful Dead shows. There, there.
0: yes there is shout out Deadheads.
1: Oh dude. I I have my answer. They play the Oilers on November 9th. The Oilers are losing. <laughs>
0: You think, the, you think the Oilers? Yeah, that's, that's well, the Oilers, the start, can't, that's, the Oilers that's, that's, can't the Oilers play the, defense. Yeah, that's the
1: start to the season that they've had. They'll lose to the Oilers. Yeah. Because wow. after that, I don't know if I have one. I think everyone else on this list beats
0: them. I'm just looking at their schedule. What's like a realistic record projection for them? Oh, like, do you do you think they lose? They do you think they 10? lose sixty games?
1: Yes. Well, right now, I mean, right now, lose, right now, it's tough to say that they're going to get a win.
0: Do you think they lose sixty five
1: games? I mean, now we're I'm talking. We're up. talking about a sub twenty G- win team. Yes or no question? I.
2: This doesn't have to be like a hard stop. No, I'll, st- I'll stop before 65. I have some numbers on this, just on just how notorious, just how historically bad they've been. Point zero five six point percentage. Yeah, it wouldn't even like their teams don't even like if you have a three hundred win percent like point percentage that is like god awful. They have like. A ni- they have like a ninth of that. Like, it would be by far the worst in the history of the NHL, not even close. They're two games away from be- starting the season the longest without a win. That's 11. Yeah. And the team that might make it 11 is Mr. Carlson and the Pittsburgh Penguins, which would be poetic as hell. Um, but they're just so bad. Like, I've decided they're going to lose over 65 games. They're going to lose over yeah, 65. I, think so. do I you,
1: don't even think that's do, a you hot think, take. do you think
0: they lose 70?
2: 70
1: No,
0: lot. that's a lot of games. That's, that's yeah, it. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm at like 66. I'm just trying to find where you stop. I'm at like, like 66. 70 right 60. is
2: kind of insane. I think I'm at 66. If you lose 70 games, 70 games is uh, that's that's, leave, that's leave the league. I feel like if you lose 70 Dead games, voted. you're forced to relocate. There was Send a, them to Atlanta.
0: You have to go. You, you, have, to you have to go to Atlanta. Threshers. No, you have to go to Atlanta. There's been a couple that's, NBA teams lose 70
2: games. Right? Oh yeah, the Sixers. The Sixers uh, did the, the 2011 Nets won like 11
0: games. I think the Sixers did it once. Yeah, remember, remember that time the Sixers started like zero and twenty nine or yeah, something like that. Uh, Who was that? Michael Carter. williams Marco Car- It was Michael Carter Williams that was playing. that. weird
2: because he had a really. He won Rookie of the Year. He too. was. He was good. The he team won Rookie was, of the Year.
0: I lived in Detroit when that happened. That was.
2: That was interesting. That you was, bounced around. Oh, oh I bounced yeah. all around. How was your time in Detroit? I miss Detroit so much. Wait, would, were I'd you there? Was Were the Red Wings prevalent at all at the, the time? The Red
0: Wings moved out of the Joe Louis Arena when I lived there. They moved into the Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, Lou, I have the, just the transition of all transitions. Go for it, man. Yeah, the hell yeah. So look, man, this is a historically bad start for the San Jose Sharks. It's pitiful. It's almost as pitiful as trying to rationalize liking the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and look, they've dethroned a couple of... Previously, historically bad starts. The they Detroit have. Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings. Excuse nice me. List, they st- you're an ass. You are just. You are nothing but an ass. <laughs> With your blue light glasses that are adorable. Aren't you. They, don't they make me look yeah. the cutest? My um, Rangers blue light glasses. Yeah, Got exactly.
1: Them last year.
2: Um, yeah, cool. Um, one
1: Fordham, One of my few Fordham flirts in my entire life wore these <laughs> glasses.
2: Oh, really? Love Shout it.
1: Shout out whoever that was.
2: Um, who's the guy in the Ranger blue lights? Who's yeah, the you gu- send them my way. Who's the guy that
0: wrote the Fordham flirt about the guy in the for- in the Ranger Blue Lights?
2: I have a feeling he's in a quarter zip across the table. From yeah, me.
0: dude, I think so. Hey, I think so. <laughs> oh, um, so I,
2: so I see the joke. Now. I'm stupid. <laughs> you, you, dude. I'm, Thank you. I'm criminally yes. stupid.
1: Um, yeah. I was with you, Jack. Yeah. So oh, that's a good joke. I, I, I <laughs> Yeah. Give me, like,
0: so look, they dethrone. They dethrone the Detroit Red Wings, who started one seven and two in 2018 and to 2019. Abysmal. But. That's actually not the worst one, ooh, the worst start was tell me more a one eight, and one mark in twenty twenty by none other than by none other than the Ottawa senators what and I heard that we have some stuff to talk about with the Ottawa Senators. Kids are professional well, ladies
2: and we gentlemen
1: didn't, we didn't bring up last week, so already they had Shane Pinto brother of former Fordham softball player Brianna Pinto who holds our stolen base record um suspended, <laughs> side note side note suspended for 41 games for some gambling charges and now now their gm just got fired <laughs> 7 years one playoff appearance for his part in the Evgeny Dodonov trade where he didn't inform Vegas that he had a like a no trade clause oh yeah so shout out to Ottawa absolute that 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 really takes the starch out of what was like a promising start to the season
2: ethics you
1: were watching you were watching a funny video today about the owner right the owner was ripping off dude some he's
0: been he's been going he's been balls to the wall about going at the NHL just talking about how poorly they've been treated um look I do agree that like you it's incredibly frightening to see the the leadership of a professional sports team that's worth millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars um making that abysmal of mistakes in terms of making trades that literally can't contractually or legally happen um but Mm. one thing that like but i won't lie the one thing that scares me a little bit is, I, no one's ever fully satisfied with the way the pro sports leagues discipline people. Because again, Deshaun Watson still has a career, um, so Oof. no one, so like no one really loves how Robert Kraft owns the Patriots. Yeah, thanks, thank you, you're um, welcome, thank you. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Wow, you really took me yep. off guard. You really yep. Yep. That was a really good one. I knew it. No, that was, it was really good. I, knew I liked was. that a lot. Well, sorry, a fun Jack, um we have we have fun here. We have fun at <laughs> the um but no one's ever fully satisfied, right? Like I yes. feel like there's always people that are upset with the discipline that comes down from professional sports leagues. But yeah. all I'm gonna say on the matter is A first-round pick is a very, very intense penalty. It is. Now, I'm not saying that the Ottawa Senators should not be penalized. That is not at all what I'm trying to say because they did something that is scummy. They did something that is not in the rules, and they should be penalized for it. But all I'm going to say is that the Chicago Blackhawks covered up a sexual assault of one of their players and all they got was a monetary penalty for it. They had a 2 million dollar monetary penalty no, for that's it. A really big... The other thing I'm, I will Get add, Jack. the other thing that I will Get add, The Arizona Coyotes yes. had very very like unethical, I forget exactly what the storyline was, but they had very unethical practices in terms of their combines. They only got a monetary penalty for that as well. But for some reason This, which they and one of the rationales that was made that's been being made a lot is, well, this is this affects things at the league, at the team level, at the organizational level, protecting your players from from assaults and that kind of things, protecting the guys who who play for your team. That's that's organizational level. That's league level. That's player level. That's whatever you want to call it. I just I'm a little I'm a little irked at the sort of. You know, the, the strong sense of accountability that wants to be upheld for this in comparison to some of the slaps on the wrist we've seen. Is, penalt- is a penalty
2: required? Yes, they broke the rules. A first round draft pick? It seemed to like it almost seemed like a typo when I read it. First rounders, it's so interesting. I know, like for example, Duke basketball. They may or may not do horrible things that may or may not also only exist in my head and not anywhere else. But nonetheless, I do feel like when you kind of look at the penalty, also it didn't look like. I think even when you say "slimy Jack," like didn't seem like they were trying to pull the wool over anybody. It almost seemed like just kind of a it, confusing like, situation.
1: More, it just seemed like more like incompetence than yeah. actual like exactly. strategy. Exactly, exactly. That's it's, right. Yeah, I don't think they have. Their Why would stuff they do that? Why there? would they not tell them he Wh- had no what trade? What they have then? to
2: gain?
0: Second rounder. Oh. I want to. I want to correct my my. I want to correct something like I said earlier. Yeah. yeah the, Coyotes were also penalized for draft picks. That was one thing I want okay. to make sure that I had not that right. monetary. They were that was not monetary. Okay. Theirs was combine testing violations. Right. They had to forfeit two draft picks: one a second round draft pick in the year that it happened, and a first round draft pick following the year that they it
2: happened. just forced them to sell.
0: But my well, yeah, at that point, dude, like, why are they even still in? Ryan Reynolds, get him on the phone. Right, but again, the the, the point remains: it, it's there's there's oddly oddly strong penalties handed down for just oddly specific things. And then
2: what precedent is this set in the future, you know? These are the questions. These are the questions. This show has gone on for,
1: I think, entirely too long, but it's been a blast. It's been a really, really good time. Chris, Jack, as always, I thank you for sticking through it, talking some puck. Uh, fade the Carolina Hurricanes. Awful organization. Oh, my Man, God. Only... The, the... <sighs> Carolina Hurricanes support Seat Geeks fees. And that's written. There's really nothing else to it. They just they support the overcharging of the ticket market. Uh yeah,
2: let's wrap it up. Shout out Sea
1: Shout out Sea. Tune in
0: to tonight's episode of of Tucker Carlson, where he Jesus. will he will he where he will interview the Carolina Hurricanes, because that's they, that apparently that's their favorite television show.
1: On that note, let's let's wrap things up. Five on three, as always, is a production of W F U V Sports. Thank you guys.
0: And W F U V hates the Hurricanes.